Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 25.5 of season five of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast. As you can see, the guys that have video, we are in a hotel room in Grand Rapids. That's where I live. It's where Matt lives. So Matt's actually <laughs> uh, in person. He's decked out in a lot of Red Wings crap. That's Home town advantage. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim is not with us on this trip, so I'm going to be doing the hosting. I'm, I'm Rob Gilreath, and I'm joined by one of our regulars, Matt. Hello, everyone. You know who it is. We have uh, Britt on for his third time. Yeah. Introduce yourself, Britt. Good fun. Alaska Anox fan living in Denver now, but yeah, it's been a been a fun trip to be a part of the GLI for the first time. So, and then uh, we have a fourth mic. So we decided my brother could be on the podcast too for his first time. Yeah, I think thanks, guys. Um, you know, first time with the GLI for me, which is crazy considering I've you know grew up in North Houghton and have done hockey my whole life. But first time here, I'm excited to be here. I feel like if you got a Gilreath last name, like you're just you're you're if there's if it's tech involved and you get Gilreath last name, you're just you can just show up. It's right. I've been, <laughs> Van, I've been to Van Andel for tech basketball a long, long time ago. I had no hockey. idea they played there for basketball. Yeah, the Gleak tournament was here a long time tournament. ago. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. And this is where you all get to learn that having a podcast is literally just hanging out. Yep. Yeah. So we're uh, we're sitting here. It's what we all got into. Oh, we got into Grand Rapids at ten o'clock and eleven thirty. So Tim gets to see this once we get done, and he'll throw it out there for a little preview episode. But uh, obviously, the first game of the first game of the GLI is is Tech versus Alaska. So let's talk a little bit of Alaska since uh, Britt knows a bit about it. You want to give your history with the program a little bit, so folks that may have not listened to you know season one or whatever you were on before, <laughs> sure. know uh, know your background a bit. Sure, sure. So with you know, I mean, alumni of UAF, I've actually been affiliated with UAF in every manner you possibly can now, which is pretty entertaining. So not only was I a student, but a, and now a graduate alumni, but was staffed there for eleven years, and then also faculty, which is kind of fun too. Um, did that for about about five of those years as well. So and and I got involved with the program back in like two thousand seven uh played in pad like go way back i guess got involved with the pet band got involved with the team uh and ended up doing announcing for a while i helped set up the video replay system when that all came in it came into play and that's just kind of how things kind of continued on from there and uh i did that for about 
I think it was 12 years. I think I, I did it all the way from 2010 to 2022. Um, so yeah, something like that. And it's been a, it's been a fun journey. And now that I'm, I don't live in Fairbanks anymore. We moved to Colorado in 21. Um, I did go back for a while to do, uh, to do a couple of, a couple of games. In fact, I even won this year. I flew back up for the first uh, two games of the governor's cup series versus UAA this year. And, uh, tons of fun though. Been been rolling with the team for a long, long time. I've seen them through uh, ups, downs, sanctions, and uh, some some pretty fun tribulations in the entire now thirteen year streak of the Governors Cup over UAA. So it's been a been a fun journey. Multiple conferences and now no conference, unfortunately, but they're doing pretty damn well for you know, all things considered. Yeah, it's not been a not been a bad year. Obviously, we saw the Nanooks in Houghton earlier this year. It didn't go as good as it could have gone for the Huskies. It went very well for the Nanooks. It went decently well for the Nanooks, correct. Decently well. I'd say getting out of there with about all the points you can is pretty good. Yep, yep, exactly. So hopefully we see a little bit different result tomorrow from from that From our perspective, perspective, anyway, we'll see. I don't think Britt's going to agree with us. I'll still respectfully disagree with that. (laughs) I think Tech's found their stride a little more than we had early on in the season. So hopefully it's a little more competitive. Yeah, but Alaska, like I said, has gone through a bunch of changes. I mean, we're talking new coach in the last few years, right? Yeah, so Largent's on his, I think it's fifth or sixth season now. I and mean, granted, COVID kind of skewed yeah, a bunch of timing. It's long and, already? Yeah, I know, yeah. So, so two of those years, I guess, technically speaking, he, there wasn't any games being played for, like, I'd say, a year and a half. But but yeah, the he's, I think it's his fifth year. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, the the last two years, them being the WCHA seasons, and then, yeah, the, as now as an independent but yeah, it's been a been a been an interesting ride for him, and there's been a lot of I'd say fun consistency too. They've they've made a lot of moves through the transfer portal. We've lost some players, we you know gained some players, and even some of the ones that we gained have stayed, like the likes of Johnny Sorensen from Minnesota, T.J. Lloyd from Bowling Green. Those have been very stalwart additions to the team that have been yeah really productive for for the Nanooks for the last couple of years. Yeah, it's been it's been nice to see. I mean, for most of us, like Paul and I, we follow the Nanooks as kind of our second pseudo team due to knowing you at this point right sure now that we're no longer competing directly all the time and they're on flow as well so and how can you dislike a team with a polar bear mascot there's just no way that's cool as hell yeah (laughs) it's it's, it's the perfect time no matter where tech is playing if the nanax are at home the tech game's over and done with and you have time to decompress get ready to go and then watch more hockey at 11 o'clock at night that's exactly the reason that i i've got i've started like kind of following the nooks and also the sea wolves because the sea wolves are like put it closer to your face put it closer okay yeah that's better he wants more math not <laughs> not, not all the way in your okay mouth, yeah, but yeah. But like the nooks and the sea wolves will play like once all the games are done if you already have a flow account you can watch the nooks the sea wolves have put all their stuff just straight broadcasted on the youtube it's great to be able to keep up the alaska teams that way and i i hope they're able to find a, their footing a little more here and get a conference and you know, it's a little bit of concern there with Oregon and Washington joining the Big Ten. So if they get a hockey team, they're going to join the Big Ten. So I really hope that they can keep surviving because I think they're fun teams to follow. I think they're, I think especially the Nooks are like really finding a great footing and like being an NCAA competitor. We'll see if Simon Fraser can enter the mix. That'll be wild. Probably the best thing that could happen for the Alaskas, but we'll see them. Yeah, I mean, this season's been another good season. They're right on the edge of where you need to be power-wise to make it as an independent. You said they're what 18th, I think is what we're talking about in the car, right? Yeah, they're 18 right now. And it's the, they had a you know really good win over over St. Cloud. They've had they've taken care of business everywhere they've needed to. And, and you know, of course the comparison wins with the likes of UAA. Like UAA did beat Wisconsin on the road, which is a, a hell of a win for them in that program. But now Alaska's four and zero versus UAA so far this year. So 
getting those comparison wins are big. And that's that's how you have to make it as independent. There's no conference championship to play for yep. to get an AQ into the tournament. So you have to be in like last year for like last year the Nooks finished 14th in the pairwise. Yep. However, the AQs right. of, of the Atlantic Hockey Champion yep. uh, and the and the uh, Hockey East Champion uh or sorry, ECAC with Colgate winning uh took Alaska out of the uh out of the running unfortunately. Yeah, yeah last ball team to go. Yeah. So shout out to Colgate for making us feel a lot better about our loss. I think one of my favorite moments of the uh of the the, the evil um you know regional was being up there in the press box cleaning up our stuff watching the Colgate have healthy scratches as they just got utterly destroyed by Michigan going Oh, it's like showing up and fighting SEAL Team Six. <laughs> this is what the what the Colgate guys said. We're just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah. it, it was a, a unfortunate for a lot of the Alaska guys too, because there's there was so much like hope going into that. I mean, twenty two wins or twenty two ten and two, and you you go into the last round. They they were as high as twelve in the pairwise in the last like, the last month of the season. They, yep. they did have one loss there at the end. Uh, I think it was to LIU. Um, and it was just it, uh, unfortunate the way the way it you know came out. It, it's one of those things too. If like you flip any result, like there was a tie, the, the, the Nooks like won and tied at home against AIC. Like if you get the you flip the tie to a win, even an yeah, overtime, it's win, enough. It's it, enough to do it. It is, yeah. It's any yep. you flip any of those results in a different way, it's it's you know you're in. So yeah, and that's kind of what's frustrated me with tech season is there's always going to be those one or two games that you wish right. you could have back and flip. And upstate for me, New York, I was about to say specifically <laughs> upstate New York is what I look at with that. So yeah, that that's that stuff can burn you, especially when you're independent and you don't have the conference championship and the auto bid to go for. You have to make it in on like Man. pure merit. Yeah. Yeah. Greg powers, the head coach of Arizona state just did a thing with USHO. I mean, Derek Schooley on the, that podcast that they played, you know, Robert Morris just played uh, Arizona state last week or week before. And you know, the conversation they had is like, basically as an independent, you have to hit like 24 to 26 wins to be realistically sure. in. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be in the pairwise, you gotta be 11 or 12 to be safe really yeah it's like 12 is kind of the spot now yeah. because like honestly the ccha is likely not going to have an it's, large yeah this year will be a one yeah this is for sure atlantic so same you got thing three conferences at least with you know just the aqs and no at larges yep. yeah and the ecac like, like you got cornell who's you know has been a power in there forever and of course quinnipiac but like they may only get one bid too so it depends on how they've got that championship skates out if of course quinnipiac wins it that's good but um you know who knows i I think 12 is this is the spot to feel comfortable with which that means every game now gli included is a playoff game essentially yeah Yeah, they're important for sure and we'll see see what uh what the nice can do what tech can do because i think we flip the comparison back if we win tomorrow it'd be with you guys it'd be a mutual one one and one so yeah I think it would be the it would be a basically a neutral wash head to head. Does it wash head to head? Okay, yeah, so I'm not sure. I don't I don't know all the math well enough to know how it looks. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what's fun about GLI is even historically you've heard coaches like you've heard Red Berenson even talk about it about like how the Great Lakes Invitational kind of sets the tone for how you're going to hit the second half right. of the season for a lot of these schools. If you have a good Great Lakes Invitational, it can really set you up for some success. If you have a bad one, a lot of times teams start to like fall out from there. So I think it's it's kind of fun to see as like a measuring stick for teams, especially with Michigan State having their rebound this year. I, I'm I'm excited to see how they do because I think this is either, you know, candidly I think this is Michigan State's tournament to lose. Yeah, but, I don't I don't think you're wrong. But there. <laughs> I also think that 
I think if they come out of here with a championship, they're going to hit their stride, and I think they're going to go on a good NCAA tournament run. But if they can't find a way to get uh, business done here, I'd be very interested to see how the rest of the season goes. That is Because it's been cool to see their turnaround. I think it's great for hockey in the state of Michigan and hockey in general. But if they start falling out now, like what happens? Like right now, that's the program that Michigan State needs to be hanging their hat on. So. <laughs> Yeah, they've they've definitely had a decent year this year and are, are playing really well. Did they lose a lot to World Juniors? I know they've got I think they've got a couple, oh, but I don't think it's too bad, right? I would have to look it up. I think they have like three, maybe. F- I know they've got a guy. They've got one guy with Team Finland, I believe. Um, yeah, they've got one guy with Finland. I think they got two guys with U.S. I think it's three offhand. Do you are you looking that up, Britt? Or- I was yeah, going to look at their roster because I, I I was going through the whole interview with uh, David Carl. You know, from Denver, who talked about his team a, a fair bit. And I don't, I think, I, I think the Finnish guy, Tommy Manas, uh, Manis, I don't know, I'm not going to try to butcher his last name. Number 10. Um, uh, we'll, we'll show one of us, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Finished in number 10 for Michigan State, right there. Anything? There's a lot of umlauts in that, in that name right there. Uh, Manisto, probably. Yeah. Something like that. Who is it? That's uh, number 10, you said. Number, number 10. Yeah. Oh, that's on the right hand side. That's really small all the way over. Sorry. Yeah. Manisto, I would say. Manisto. Mani. Man, he still get your best uh, Pelkey on here. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean the I, 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 he's the only name that sticks out as the as uh, they recall. I think on the flip side of that, this is like you know it's a there's a, it's a tournament steeped in tradition, especially for tech. So this is kind of the you know the game to reset your season if you're having a shaky start, which we've had a bit of a shaky start coming in. Yeah, you know, so you build some pride here play well in the tournament and carry that into the second half. Yeah. And we have the factor that we haven't talked about yet either. I think it's right. time to bring, bring up, up the fact the it's the time. It is finally time to see Austin Swankler put on a Michigan tech uniform. Yep. I think somebody confirmed he's rostered already in the whole, you were looking yeah. it up. Maybe someone yep. saw. Yeah. yeah. I've I've seen seen earlier. It's it's confirmed on Michigan tech's Twitter that he yeah. is going to be in uniform and playing tomorrow. So whether you love the addition, whether you hate the addition, whether you just want to see how it plays out, it's happening tomorrow, baby. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those, if red light's light, it'll be all right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's usually how it goes. You can overlook yeah. a lot of transgressions if you're winning. Oh, right. yeah, absolutely. And like that's how I feel about, as a Red Wings fan, adding Patrick Kane. How I feel about Patrick <laughs> Kane, the person... The jury's completely out. 15 but, years of hatred. <laughs> yeah. How? I, well, I mean, oh, there's also his off-the-ice stuff that I'm not super – we don't need to go into that, but I'm not super proud of that. But if he keeps lighting the lamp and looking right. as great as he does, I got no problem with him being on the team. I think that's kind of where I am with Swankler. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know all of his history, like, aside from what's publicly available. So, like, there's definitely cause for concern there, but if he can – you know, put his head down and get to work and put pucks in nets. Right. It's been, one, it's been one of the big thing that we've been missing this year is yeah, that, ex- right? Exactly. Yeah. Especially because Kukunen is having a bit of a sophomore slump. And uh, that's another thing is historically the GLI can be things where guys who are slumping can get back into it. I look at Logan Pietola hat trick in the second half yep. he had when he hadn't scored a goal that whole year. This could be that for him. It would be but, wonderful to see Kukunen get going, see Swankler start, yeah, that right there solves a decent amount of offensive right. problems that we've had that have led to things being where we are record-wise this year. Yeah, you know the, the D has solidified itself down; is, is is playing pretty decent. Get some offense going, and you know it doesn't have to be yep. relying on the goalie to to make a sh- a tight game finish out. Right? Hold on to your shoes, everybody! It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully we see that. 
Um, in terms of what we're going to be doing podcast wise, I think we're going to set up up top like we did last time and kind of see uh, who we can get on the show, whether whether it's, uh, you know, we'll see if we get maybe Cal wants to come on again. We have no idea what we're actually yeah, at least doing part tomorrow. Of it, I think we've so. got an interesting setup that we're not going to talk about until you see it. Yeah, we'll definitely yeah. want to make sure we actually have, uh, have, have folks on for sure. But Matt and I will be up in the press box again uh, for bits and pieces for sure. Uh, probably not much during the tech game. I don't like to... I'd rather watch rather than podcast, to be that honest. Is, that is how I am as well. I like to be immersed in the tech game and digest it after. That but is. I do believe, uh, depending on what we have, we may have to podcast a bit during the tech game. So we'll find out. Yep. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is definitely interesting to be in the same room instead of sitting behind a computer. This is fun. I enjoy this right. a lot more. Yeah. And I think that we're kind of we're kind of reaching a natural end to the like yeah. what, what we're doing here. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech.net. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. So I think before we get into predictions, I would like to ask Britt a question. Go for it. If you were the space nook and you got to airstrike one school. Do you even have to ask? Who would you pick? Okay, and it can't exempting be UAA. UAA. Why, why would it be UAA? They just clover them on the ice. They don't need to bomb UAA. <laughs> it can't be UAA. Who are you going to carpet bomb as the space nook? Oh God! Um, in current, like in current times, in current times, that's a tough question to answer. I, I and also, I, if there are any authorities the, watching this, Brit is not a terrorist. No, he cannot fly an F sixteen. He's just a space nook. <laughs> A hypothetical one. Of the, a hypothetical space nook. There is something for uh, Nick to throw in the liner notes now. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have to link the space nook video yeah, for the folks for that sure. don't know what we're like talking all, about. All three of them, yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> well, prior to Hastings leading Minnesota State, that probably would have been the answer, just given the the realignment of the, the new CCHA and, of course, essentially booting out both the Alaska schools in Huntsville in the dark at night. Um and you know, just probably the similar extent, Bowling Green. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I, I also don't necessarily think that that conference is would be is viable anyway. I mean, plus, I mean, not to not to knock the CCHA, but it wouldn't do a whole lot of good for you know outside of the potential for an AQ winning the conference championship, which is a different story. But I think not to say anything necessarily bad about the whole situation, but the Nooks have been better off. I think a little bit since then because different a whole different swath of competition. I mean, there's no aside from UAA, there's no real rivalry. Arizona State's been a good one too. We played four games with them every year, uh, you know, so far that that will take a hiatus next year with Arizona State joining the NCHC. But 
Uh, we sounds like we'll still get two games as far as I understand, but we'll see what that shakes out. But as far as bombing one school, I probably would have to go Bowling Green right now. <laughs> I mean, Michigan State sounds attractive for that for similar reasons, but well, yeah. But I, didn't you guys get a cease and desist from Michigan State for that? I don't know that answer. I Miami did for a while. Um, I, there was so a couple of different editions. There was a like a school specific video that was published for the the a different version of the space bear video you're, you're talking about where it did uh we had rotate like school specific ones for the opponents that we were playing that year yeah and there was one like where the space bear just like basically killed a red hawk out of the out of midair i think <laughs> there was a whole bunch of a whole bunch of stuff that came out with that. i don't know if there was any legal action that ever got taken but there was a whole bunch of fan retribution over social media about that because uh, that was the one that was posted by the guy that that produced the video he just posted the red hawks one sure but uh, anyway, that that was uh, I don't know if any legal action came out of that. Yeah, gotcha. definitely gonna need links to all these for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nick she, Nick does a really good job of listening to this and, and Nick, it might be a short podcast, but you're going to work on this one. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> the liner notes will probably come out a little bit after, but probably, and it'll probably be in a big lump of all. I don't even know if yeah. Nick has been warned he needs to listen to something tomorrow to pump out liner notes. There's no, there's well, no way. I don't think he has been. <laughs> to Nick, fill out what what Matt was talking about, right? So there's there's an intro video back from like 2000. 8, 9, 10, 11, that, that era. This hasn't been a thing in the last 10 years. Yeah, but, yeah, it goes way back. Well, did they make an updated one, like, maybe three years ago, something like that? No, not with Space Bear. Oh, okay. They've done a couple different, like, different hype video, intro videos, and stuff like that. There's all been, like, highlight-driven. There hasn't been one that... Um, I think I want to say since like 2013. I will say I think that's probably it's my favorite hype video of all the hype videos I've ever seen. I don't think it's comparable. I don't think I think there's it's on a totally different. There's level. there's all of the Space Nook videos and then everyone else is like starts here. <laughs> well, the 2010 one is my all time favorite because the it's actually professionally produced. The the graphics are really well done. And the it, after the guy, so the guy that originally made the original one, like Martinez, was a UAF student as far and I don't I never met him, but the the legend goes that he produced one for a school project which is the original one from like 2006 7 uh where he descends from space and craters anchorage and then stomps <laughs> his way to fairbanks and tears the the roof of the, the carlson world. center open but the the more modern one that's gotten a lot more of the clicks lately that what made g4's attack of the show back in the day norm mcdonald's uh uh wait what uh, segment on his show um that got a lot of attention back then because there's like i want to say like but well over a million views on that, on that last one. And, the, and it's couple, like when you add all the different videos that are out there now of it. Yeah, I cannot hear Sirius by the Alan Parsons oh, project yeah. the before same way right. ever again <laughs> in my life. Before that, it was the Chicago Bulls song. Long before I even knew it was an Alan Parsons song. No, it's the, th- it's the thing is like, I know that like they was so ingrained to like the Bulls. Right. And, like I even watched the Michael Like I can see the dancing bull in my mind just hearing the song. No, like it, it, as soon as I watched the Space Nook video, right. all of that was just deleted from my yeah. memory. And it is just, <laughs> that is the Space Nook song. <laughs> yep, they are quality, quality videos. There's, uh, that was the F-16 with the the, uh, the yeah. sunglasses thing, which is still my, still my avatar on several platforms. And one of my favorite discs Discord servers there's actually like we have a we have an emote with the space note getting ready to put his visor down that's like me <laughs> that's that's you oh the you know that's the avatar on the college hockey discord is that with the space but that's me it's well you the well yeah exactly like yeah. you you have the one that's like head on the one yeah. that's like the emote and ours is like the one that's like slightly from the side oh, oh, gotcha. flick his visor down yeah. yeah getting ready to flick his visor down yeah but it was, it was a great video i mean the students loved it too but there's 
there was some just conversations in different culture with different teams and stuff. And they wanted like the highlight style, you know, kind of more pump up. So it hasn't, it hasn't surfaced as a intro that's been used now in, in quite a while, but see that it's a, it might may have to make a comeback at some point. Exactly. And that's funny to me because I feel like a lot of times it could just, the... it could just be the, the, it doesn't even need to be blowing anything up. He just needs to do flybys. And right. Well, yeah. Fine. And like, here's what I'm saying is sometimes what the team wants is not what the people want. <laughs> Let me tell you that because I'm going to give you a tech example, actually, because I remember because my my successor Evan first, yep, in the Misfits wanted to expand the Misfits into like other sports, and he's not the first one that wanted to do that. But the first one that he thought was primed for a Misfits type thing was soccer. So sure. like the women's soccer coach talked to him about like, oh, like we don't want rowdy fans. Like we are all about like this team culture or whatever, and. I don't it just felt like so dumb to me, but he told me about he went to Joe Sean about like how to approach this. And Joe's response was, Oh, just go cheer for the other team. She'll want you back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect Joe response. <laughs> I was like, you guys and the thing is, like, I really I was like, to send the point home, it should be a northern game. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Everyone, I was like, and they were, I don't, they were like, I don't know. I'm not ready to hit that like nuke Russia button. That's too yeah. much for me. But <laughs> yeah, that's like anyone from UAF rooting for UAA. For exactly. Anything, exactly. That's happen. like if if there was like a similar thing, and then they just decided to go cheer for UAA for a game to just make the point that to want them back. It is. I was like, I don't know if we want to smash that button just yet, but it is a very funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Like we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the pod, uh, where if northern gets farther along the up power thing comes in right yeah yep yeah well you're still muted from your other activities oh i hate that chant it goes all the way back to high school football yeah it's one of those things though whereas if you go that far tech fans will rally behind northern after we're done very begrudgingly but we will well because i'm not to be happy about it but i want to see the up UP team even any realistically any any conference team you want to see succeed if it's not going to be us. Yeah, I don't know. I will tell you right now that I've heard rumors that the Bowling Green throwback is going to be in their pro shop when I go there, and I'm planning on getting it. I do not like Bowling Green, but that is one of the best jerseys in the conference that <laughs> I will be purchasing it. But... <laughs> well, it's it's very odd to see all of a sudden Matt just stare off into space, and I remember that's where the camera is, so he's looking at that. I was born for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> So tech fans will cheer for Northern. Would you, if UAA was in the NCAAs, begrudgingly cheer for another Alaska school? Probably get that Alaska power going. So that we, we there was a very specific situation that probably de- 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 start deserves well, does well, yeah deserves a little bit of backstory. Yeah, so instead, yeah, <laughs> the year I think was thirteen fourteen might have been fourteen fifteen in that ballpark. But the it was the first year of the WCHA's playoff change where they said that you basically UAF and UAA would have to play each other for the first round of the WCHA yeah. playoffs for the yep. like the travel situation, yep. and uh, it, it worked out that way. So it, it didn't have to happen because it, like, just, the it, mandate it wasn't a controversy. Yeah, you guys were like it was like out. fourth and fifth or something, right? Yeah, yeah so right? and yeah. whoever won the last series ended up ended up hosting the other one. Yep. So the last two games of the season, Alaska ended up winning and winning the governor's cup. So that's, you know, UAA went home and came back the following, the following week and, you know, best of three first round playoff series. So that UAA came up and ended up winning the third game, 
you know, the Alaska won the first one, like five, two, the second game went to overtime. It was like four, three UAA. Then the, the third game went to UAA, like two, one or whatever it was. And the conver- I had a conversation with a couple of people. They asked like, are, will you root for UAA now that they're going to, I think it was Van Andel actually. Sure. Um, for the WCHA still final five. Yeah. Four, Cause four teams. <laughs> right. They were still trying yeah. to keep it alive. Yeah. yeah it was before it went to the campus rings. Yep. Like, will you root for UAA? It's like, um, in principle, yes. Like, will I be vocal <laughs> about it? No, not going to be happy. <laughs> right. Well, it's uh, even. I mean, speaking of the the off ice things, even the NCH is going away from it now too. They're going yep. on campus now too. So I don't think there will be any. I think they're the oh well, no the hockey. It's an ECAC or hockey East that does Lake Placid. One of them does Lake Placid. They'll be the last of the holdout oh, conference cool. tournaments that exist somewhere. A lot yeah. of historical drive to keep that going. Yeah, and that one is well attended, too. It's not like the NCA or NCHC, which depends on North Dakota being there. If North Dakota's not there, it's, you know. Whatever, yeah. I still submit, and I, I actually said this to the athletic director at the time, um, the UAF Forest Car, but when the, the situation came up and the CCHA was talking about doing this before the dissolution of the of the the ccha final four mm-hmm. i think that they should have pulled all of the top eight teams like in that case it was a 10 team conference eliminate the bottom two which was a thing take all eight teams and then have basically a yeah a, a week-long tournament with all the teams in one city sure um and plan for it you know maybe in detroit or cca would have yeah, yeah cca yeah. would have made sense for detroit or irving yeah. or whatever but yeah, get all eight teams in one place, and because attendance was the biggest thing, right? right. That's why right. that's that's the conversation of moving it to a you know a campus facility is you don't have to worry about the, the gigantic building that seats ten thousand people. Yeah, that's cavernous because somebody's missing. Yeah, it's exactly. the same yeah. as the the regionals uh, in yeah the regionals they, have always been an adventure, right? You, you know, you have a twenty thousand seat arena and there's four thousand people there, five thousand people there. Yeah, uh, the one that you know Rob came out to. I don't know if you get. I know, I know Paul. You didn't make the, make the the Loveland one. Uh, yeah, two years, Loveland two years was ago. decent. Yeah, it's a great building, and it, yeah. it seats like like eighty five hundred, nine hundred, nine thousand people. It's a perfect size, and Colorado has a hockey culture, and Denver was in it. So it's hard yeah, it's yeah, hard. yeah, it certainly. Well, helped without Denver there, though, I didn't feel like the Denver fans or the Denver crowd was a driver of attendance there. There was a decent amount of people there that weren't Denver fans too, that were just general hockey. Oh, fans. I think it's two hundred percent. Like Denver's easy to get to. You know? Yeah, yeah. You can't fly yep. to Grand Forks easily. No, and I'm going Far to Grand, go. I'm going to Grand Forks next week for Alaska right. versus North Dakota. Getting uh, there is a pain. Getting there is a pain in the ass. I live next to the third busiest airport in the world. And I can't fly there directly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously Denver. Like, it's a it's a special circumstance, you know, pile of circumstances and and factors you got to consider to find a place like that. But you yeah. know, Denver or you know, like I mean, you know, there was talk about Portland and Seattle from a like a final. A frozen four bid that would be you know easy places to get to makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, huge. Well, the frozen four doesn't have that was, trouble. The frozen four sold out every yeah. year, no matter what. Yeah. You have and, the lottery into it, and that for me is what was frustrating as a fan. Is like I, you know, I I don't think it's arguable that I'm one of the bigger tech fans out there, but it's also tough for me to justify spending like, well, what did it end up being like five hundred bucks for the flight? Right. Like you know, and, and I understand like the nature of the NCAA tournaments. You don't know where you're gonna go. And like you have to yep. do that drop of the hat kind of stuff, and that's going to drive up price. But you know that's going to keep me away. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I it, the same it doesn't matter where it is in that case because that same circumstance is going to exist unless it's here. Exactly. In your back I'm, I'm not trying to dunk on Loveland. It's just kind of like the system as it is. You know. Yeah. 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 It's it's tough for less committed and and financially able fans to get to a lot of those things if you can't drive to it it's it's real tough yeah the only i mean the only exception that of course is if you're a host school 
right? So it doesn't really matter where you seed because the if you make the turn, right, you know where you're going. The rule is, is like you're, yep. you're, if you're the host, you're that's where your team is playing. Yeah, I mean, so if, yeah, Penn if you're State last year, if you're a committed fan and you're a host school, you're the fans are buying tickets to get there in October. Yeah, in yeah. Year. North Dakota blows everything out that way. That's what they do. So yeah. Well, let's bring it back around to GLI and, and call it good. Uh, so, do some predictions. Finish off that way. Yeah, let's do predictions. Um, I so let's start with uh, let's start with Michigan State and Ferris. Michigan State and Ferris. I don't think it's. Do, I think if Michigan State let's do this a different way because we know what the we we really I think all have the same opinion on the outcome. Okay. Let's do how many? What's the goal difference going to be? Instead. How many? I think this is going to be a very rough game to I'm, watch. I'm going to say four. I you think it's four four goals to the advantage? Excuse me. The winning team will score four more goals than the losing team. Yes. Okay. I think well, let's go for the spread. I think four goals is light. <laughs> I think that I think that's a really polite spread. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, are we having one, having one rehash of the mean, regionals last year? Well, what's I the mean, over under for total goals? Let's let's start let's start there. If if the spread is four, is the total say six and a half? I'd say the total is fourteen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think fourteen is a reasonable yeah. total goals. You think this is a, a this is a recent UMass versus UAA recreation coming up here? You think I double re- digits are getting hit? I don't know if going double, for an extra I point. Or I don't know if double digits get hit, but I think the margin of victory is at least seven. Yes, <laughs> I really like. I, I I've not. I've seen what happens when a really good team plays a team that's really struggling, and Michigan T- State seems to be that team, especially with players that you know they're losing players to World Juniors, which means that players are going to be stepping into the lineup that need to prove themselves. And if they can do that against an opponent yeah, that is not ready to play the style and the level that they do, and so Paul Paul's gone for really Matt gone nuclear. Well, what's your opinion on <laughs> yeah. this one, Brett? This is gonna be a very interesting. That that it, I think it's a trap game for Michigan State. Yeah. I think there's been enough. Oh, yeah, of a, they come been in a, coasting. There's enough of a break here it's for both teams. From, that is a take. I want to hear this. Yeah, I, just think about it. So both of the so the only then not to discount Michigan Tech here, right? The, the top two teams in the conference, as far as pairwise and record goes, are Alaska and and, and Michigan State. I think they're potentially and, and honestly, in Michigan Tech's ahead of Ferris State in every other category too. But if if Michigan State is going to be looking ahead at whatever their second game is going to be. And trying to figure that out and overlooking Ferris State, they could come out flat. I mean, Michigan State hasn't played a game in three, four weeks. That is a fair point. Yeah. However, the nuclear thing is very much apparent. Michigan State has the number three ranked <laughs> right. offense and goals per game in the country. And if they Ferris uh, does not. Ferris does not. Four point one seven goals per game. That's I would guess Ferris in the like, low fifties in that stat. Like, and I feel like. I feel like the ad, the addition of Nightingale as a coach has. I think it all starts with their preparation, and I think that it's just so different than it's been in past years. And I I hear what you're saying. I think that's a valid point. Like absolutely, when you take that much time off and you're missing that many of your key guys, it can definitely feel like a trap. Especially if you start looking forward. We've seen that happen a lot of times when we look forward past a team. Yeah, but well, look this at- is a very Look at that powerful Michigan State team. Look at that. I mean, Bob Daniels is a good coach. He's been there forever, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look at that first game they played. Oh, the, first, legend. the first weekend of December when they played St. Thomas. I mean, Ferris State went up on them 4 nothing. I mean, in relatively short order. Then got pummeled 7-1 the following <laughs> night. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, if you get this yeah, situation Dr. where Mr. Hyde you yeah. also look at it from the Ferris route where they look to really have that like win that they can hang their hat on. And then there you're just right. They just disappear I mean, the next day. For Ferris, <laughs> you know? At this point, this is a marquee game. Like this is a this is a game breaker for the season. You know, this and is that's the game you beauty of GOI. This is yep. literally a game that can turn their entire season hey, around. Let's be if realistic. They could get it's, it, yeah. it's a home game for Ferris. It is. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a, that's they should have a good fan base here. That was my next point is I think that we're going to see a lot more. I mean, Ferris State fans are also vocal too. And right. if, if they're somehow arranging, you know, on a holiday break to have a whole bunch of students here, figure that part out. It's hard to, it's hard to discount that. Right. I mean, Michigan tech, sure. The, I'm sure the misfits are going to be here in force. We'll see how that all shakes out, but I mean, it's a holiday break is a, is a question right. mark. Yeah. So we'll it see. makes things fun and interesting. So with that said, what was your, I, I your don't, gap? I don't think, Michigan State loses it. It's going to be interesting to see like how the first, how the game starts tomorrow. But I, I do think Michigan State wins. I don't think it's going to be nuclear, but it, it's probably a a five two, five, maybe five one. Yeah, I was just going to yeah. take the prices right mode and say three. <laughs> sure. I think I think <laughs> if, cover the bottom. Yeah. If Michigan State comes out and scores a goal in the first like two or three minutes, yeah, it lights out. It's going to be a, it's going to go nuclear. Yeah, the game's the game. Fair, fair, can settle in and hold their own. Play their deep 10, style minutes. and maybe and maybe squeak one by or. Maybe special teams comes in, you know, it evens it out and makes it a bit frustrating for Michigan State. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I get to watch Here's two hockey games tomorrow, yeah. and I get to watch two hockey games on Friday. Yeah. You can't argue with, food, it, with that. that <laughs> and we get to hang out in a city that's got a lot of cool places to go hang out afterwards. And... That it does, and we're right in the heart of it downtown. <laughs> yep. So, well, then we'll go. Let's go to the uh, the first game of, of the day, right? Tech and, uh, and Fairbanks. This is probably the most exciting game of the even the four potential matches coming up for me. I was about to say this is probably the best game of the tournament in terms of pure matchup. Yeah, yeah, it's the most. There's a lot of a lot of fun storylines happening. I mean, you guys are on a pretty decent start of a, a long road trip, right? You go in North Dakota next as well. Yep. You know, it's one of those like you know, go up to Alaska team bonding. You guys come down, come down here for a long road trip team bonding. Slide to civilization. And aside from the Governor's Cup, I mean, I'm this good. is the only trophy that the guys had to play for. So I think sure. they're, they're yeah. going to come juiced. Yeah. I think yeah. we'll see how that kind of shakes out too. I mean, they're also the, Alaska has the advantage too because, that in, from my opinion, because they did play last weekend. Or yep. Not sorry, weekend before last. Relatively, August, yeah, we've been down, off yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, and you factor that just that juice factor. I think of of saying, okay, this is a this is a trophy that we have to play for for the first time, uh, first potential here. So I'm curious to see what that ends up shaking out to be for in terms of how the guys show up. I mean, they have not historically started very fast. The first period's kind of been lull. We're actually even in scoring differential in the first period. Where I mean, Tech hasn't come on out of the gate very hot either, so I think it'll but be a slow start. The second period, the Nooks are outscoring teams by 16 Uh-oh. so far. So oh, I Matt has made a mistake. I made the point that <laughs> nice work. Um, yeah, I made the point earlier. Like, you know, Michigan State has the third ranked offense and goals. You know, goals goals per game scored. Alaska's fourteenth. Um, they're pretty offensively minded. They've had a, a good run. Now, granted, four of those games were five plus against Anchorage. So take that with what you will. But uh, asterisk. Yeah, but I mean, they've they've done really well, and it also factors in like an eight you know eight goal game against Stonehill too. But yeah, so but they're offensive, and they that's yeah, we, that's been the story. The games. It's they're an yeah. exciting team to watch. It's fun to watch yeah. them play. Absolutely, and they found a lot of chemistry. That's that's been the thing too. I mean, you know, we lost Garrett Pike to North Dakota, so that's going to be an interesting uh, matchup next week. But um, you know, we lost Garrett Pike, who was kind of the quarterback, of the, the captain of the team that you know kind of ran you know all kind of all phases of the game. We'll see a grad transfer. Or? Yeah, he was a grad transfer. He did he did graduate from UAF and he's he's spending his uh graduate year at UND. Getting gotcha. some okay. getting some really good time too. Nice. 
Oh, what do you think the score is going to be tomorrow? Then we're going to go score wise. I mean, or do you just want to call call a win or loss? <laughs> I'm a, I I want to call an Alaska win. I'm 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 curious to see if that's if the the juice of a tournament's there. I mean, I'm not trying to be biased necessarily, but I think realistically the the they have a a, a decent shot to yeah I to, think so too. to yeah. play and, in the title game against Michigan yeah. State. Um, but I, I, I'm, it's going to be close. It's probably a four, three. That's exactly yeah, three, what I was going to call, because what I was going to say is I think that you, if you look at this game objectively, this is like the closest matchup in terms of like play style, where they are as teams, like how they're coming together. And I think a four, three game is a very fair thing to call. I would not be surprised to see this thing go to three on three. Good. Yeah. I, but I am nothing if not a homer, so I'm calling that four three game the other way. You have to. I, I totally get it. <laughs> I think I think for me it's a it's a question of head or heart. You know, in my heart, yeah. obviously I want tech to win, but in my head I think it's four two uh Fairbanks with an empty net goal. <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and uh just go full hype and say we get to see like you know, we see a Swankler hat trick. And it's uh, like a, a five to one. Hopefully not win. the Gordy Howe kind. Not the Gordy Howe kind. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the three goal kind. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Um, well, you know, hold normally... on. From prediction standpoint, maybe we would do another predictions tomorrow after the results are over. But yeah, what we... do you think wins the tournament? I think, think the winner of the Tech Fairbanks team game wins the tournament. That's what I'm going to call. There you go. That is, I, I love that. Michigan I mean, State dunks on Ferris because Michigan State's going to dunk on it Ferris. It's cold in the second half. And then, uh, Chokes in the final. That'd be interesting. No, yeah. that's my prediction. And uh I'm going to be cheering for both teams in the Ferris and State series because I am now engaged to a Spartan. So I mean <laughs> but we also play for conference points. So right. So no, I'm no cheering how, in the non in non-conference for the season. It's one of those games where I just watch and hope for a good hockey. And even if the good hockey's only being played by one team, I'll have a good time. Yeah, that would be a it'd be a good miracle for the non-conference stuff if, if Ferris somehow comes out and knocks out state tomorrow. That would, uh, that would bolster the entire CCHA, to yeah. be honest. Oh, yeah. That, the I'm curious what it looks like on CHN if you, if you pop Oh, it my up goodness. Could you imagine if that ended up being a – I, I mean, I personally don't think that it's going to happen. But <laughs> no, I don't if, think anyone if, does. If Alaska wins tomorrow and also Ferris wins and then Tech wins against Michigan State, how bad that would tank their season would be so <laughs> funny. <laughs> That I'm so happy Abigail does not listen to this podcast because that would be the funniest result possible. <laughs> I would laugh so hard. As much as I like, I, I have a soft spot for the Spartans now, especially with my family history of being engaged to her. If they end up nuking this tournament, that would be the funniest thing in the world. So, so at what that point, <laughs> now that you're engaged to a Spartan, at what point do you get this like carnal desire to burn a couch? <laughs> I want to tell you. <laughs> the desire to burn a couch has been within me since birth, but being engaged to a now you have an excuse ten times worse. Yeah. Yes, because now I have an excuse. I've sang karaoke at Crunchies like a real Spartan fan. I've I've been to like a real Spartan tailgate. I feel like all that's left to do is burn that couch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So well, if, tech, if Tech wins, I'm holding this to you. We're gonna go to your house. We're gonna get your couch in the front lawn, and we're setting that thing on fire. If Tech pulls, if Tech pulls off the GLI. Dude, my couch is a piece of shit. I need a new one. I think we can crowdfund a couch if we win. Crowdfund a couch if we win. I love it. I'll Let's put a hundred. I'll put a hundred bucks in that, in that, in that pot if that happens. All right. Well, with Matt's uh, burnt couch desires uh, <laughs> covered well, I think we'll wrap it up there. So, uh, so Tim can start downloading this, and hopefully, we'll get it out tomorrow before the game. You guys will see it then. Um, 
who knows what else we have coming. We'll figure it out uh, as the days of July go by. So good talking to everybody. One minute remaining in the podcast. That should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Guide. Patrons that are white level or above receive question priority. Black level or above receive access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. Patrons at the gold level or above receive unfiltered YouTube video of our podcast each week. And then we've got one level above that where you get the raw audio released almost as soon as I can get it up after we record. So you'll be listening here at, you know, 11 o'clock on Monday night. Follow us on Twitter at Chasing Mac Pod or at Tech Hockey Guide. Uh, you can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to submit to or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're new to this or you're looking for a new way to do it, please try and use Spotify because that one gets us the most commercial money for any commercials that run on the podcast. If you can't find the podcast, uh, find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know. We'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people you can reach. So tell your friends. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read the review no matter what you say. So let's get some more ratings. Get us up there. I know dropping the multiple episodes a week should help us get back into the the USA Apple or the USA hockey rankings on uh, uh, Chartable. So that'll be great. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke, Fibke Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, Arcadia Insurance, covering most of the Midwest, including Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan, Illinois, Indiana, I think Ohio. I got to look on that one. And Livonia Technical Services out of Livonia, Michigan. And finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the thank you notes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha